What's up, homies? What's up, homies? I'm Erica. And I'm Roshane. And as always, thank you so much for hanging out with us today as we dive into another spooky movies. That's right. It's the 4th of July, so we wanted to come in with a bit of a bang. <laughs> and we thought, what better way to do that than to cover a whole freaking franchise? Right. How many movies are we covering? Like five, six? Five. Covering five. Um, this franchise is apparently still going. Uh, while I was looking into the movies that we're covering today, there is a sixth one potentially on the way, which uh, I don't know how that's going to be like fit into this equation. We'll talk, right. <laughs> We'll get there when we get to the final movie so far, but... Yeah, mm -hmm. it's it's at the moment a franchise that is still going, but as of now, we will be covering all of the Purge movies that are out and about, which is five, and we will be excluding the TV show. Yeah, because literally ain't nobody got time for that. Sorry. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. Sorry, but sorry if anybody wanted us to talk about it. I haven't checked that the TV show out in any capacity, so that would have been a lot of there's two seasons of it yeah so that would have meant we had to watch or rewatch all five of these movies plus two seasons of a tv show and as far as i know that's not necessary viewing to commentate on the movies so mm -hmm. we not gonna do that yeah we we gonna skip that respectfully respectfully we decline but <laughs> um maybe in the future uh if we'll check that out maybe if we find it oh so enticing we'll <laughs> we'll talk about it but i don't i haven't heard anybody really hyping up the tv show so i haven't felt the need to check it out to be fair yeah me neither Nah, i think we're a-okay sticking to the purge cinematic universe yeah at least for this conversation because the PCU, to be honest, has kind of a lot going on already. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to add any more on at the moment. To be fair, I know that we wanted to do this for the fourth because we were like, oh, this kind of fits in. This all ties in. Didn't fully grasp how much purge there was to be analyzed until actually tackling it. But I'm excited to talk about it nonetheless. It was just like it was daunting. I didn't know there was going to be so much. Yeah, it's. It definitely is a, a franchise that I think can potentially be overlooked with what it has to say, because there is actually a lot there. I will give mm -hmm. this to The Purge. I do think that there is a lot there, and there's a lot that they are trying to say within these films. But I think at times you can forget that because it's, a concept that you're you already go in you know it's going to be a night of craziness of violence etc that's what you go in expecting to see and for the most part they fulfill that like yeah <laughs> besides an outlier film <laughs> that, mm -hmm. <laughs> but other than that we basically get that in every single movie and so 
I kind of feel like these can run together pretty easily. Mm-hmm. You might get them mixed up because although there is like a through line story and backbone to this franchise, like I said, you kind of get the same thing out of all of them. But there is actually a lot of lore and timelines and characters and topics that mm-hmm. when you start to break it down, it's kind of a lot. Yeah, it it, it is. It kind of is a lot. Um, so without further ado, probably jump in. We got a lot to talk about today. Yeah. Got five whole movies to cover. Yeah. Uh, so if you're ready, I'm ready. I, I am ready. I think, do we want to preface this with like mild spoilers? Yeah, I mean, we'll still we'll still be going into spoilers here, but I feel like we're going to be under the impression that if you're listening to the podcast right now, you've watched at least a couple of these movies. Yeah. And I think as long as you've seen a few of them, you'll be all right. Yeah, and I don't really think this franchise is one that you have to really be worried about. Like, spoilers. <laughs> There's no big twist where you're like, oh, I didn't know it was them the whole time. Like, I don't think yeah. that's really an issue with these ones. <laughs> So, yes, uh, homies, mild spoiler alert. So you have been warned. But today, as we said, we are going to be talking about the Purge Cinematic Universe or the Purge franchise, which is written and mostly all directed by James DeMonico. This is not a test. This is a synopsis in the style of the Purge franchise's emergency broadcast. The United States government and the NFFA have sanctioned a new holiday for the American people. At the sound of the siren, any and all crime, including murder, will be legal for 12 consecutive hours. Police fire, and emergency medical services will be unavailable until the purge concludes. May God be with us all. Insert masked murder hobos, bloodthirsty politicians, and regular everyday people fighting for their lives here. Our series concludes with the public learning the true intention of the purge and the American people learning the consequences of unbridled freedom. Also, fuck the new founding fathers. Roll credits. Okay, so let's just dive into this franchise head on and Mm -hmm. let's get into the first movie, which is also strangely the outlier movie that I had kind of been referencing earlier because Mm -hmm. this movie is the normally... The first movie of a franchise kind of sets the tone and sets the style and you expect that that's going to be the way that most of them will go and then you'll have maybe a random out of the box one here and there. Mm -hmm. It's the opposite with The Purge. This one is 
none of the rest of the movies are like this one at all. Yeah. This is the only one that's like a one location, like yeah. one group sort of ordeal. Yeah. Uh, which in hindsight is kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a little silly. It's a house invasion movie for the first one. Mm-hmm. And it is the purge. I think what it does well is that the concept was strong enough that it sustained this movie, these movies. Oh, yeah. Like, I, do you re- do you remember when The Purge, like, first came out and, like, people were having conversations about this concept for a movie? Yes. And everyone thought it was a great idea, thought it was really interesting. People were really excited about it and obviously still are. It's still a very successful franchise for the amount of money that they spend on each movie. The amount that they get back is insane insane profits like they are raking in money on movies that they really don't have to spend a crazy amount on and that started with this first one part of the reason that it is in one location and is so different is because they had such a small budget they couldn't do as much as maybe james demonica wanted to do Mm -hmm. and you can definitely see that when you compare to the rest of them you can definitely clock the budget but right. the the concept of this movie is so strong, luckily, that they wanted to continue going on with it because this first one is not it. It's not. Oh, it's not it's it. Not it's it. not it. It's <laughs> it's fighting for okay, its tell, life. Tell me why. What, what, what was it about the first purge that you were like, nah, I, I can't do it? Bruh, okay. So the... I don't like the shooting style, first of all. Same, same. It feels like we're in a documentary. We're shooting guerrilla style in in this house. Everything's very shaky. There's weird like zoom-ins on people's faces. And okay. yeah, the biggest issue with this movie is it feels like they had, because they didn't take it out to the streets, and they mm-hmm. kept it real close, real close and locked in in this house. It feels like there was a struggle to fill the runtime. Yeah, I can feel that. Like we have lots of time. Half of this movie is them trying to find their daughter in their house. Own house. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean? She is running through the house. She keeps popping up like Casper the Friendly Ghost, all Mm -hmm. pale and like in her little schoolgirl uniform. And then she just runs away and they can't find her. Half of this movie is them trying to just locate her inside of Mm -hmm. their house. Yeah, I remember watching The Purge, like, originally, and it wasn't my favorite, but I enjoyed the concept a lot, so I was interested, and, like, I wanted to see where things went. But I distinctly remember with this movie, the thing that was off-putting for me, outside of, like, some of the visual aspects of it, was just this family. Like, I, I don't know what it was, but I just could not attach myself to this family, they're ridiculous, and, preposterous. And, <laughs> and it's just like by the time that stuff starts ramping up and things are happening and like the family's in danger, I just always found myself not giving a shit. Yeah. <laughs> just not caring at all. And I feel yeah. like that's what made like parts of the movie drag a little bit. Yeah, it's it sucks because with this movie, in one regard, 
I do like what they do with the family in the sense of this is the purge in and of itself. Let's we can dive into the purge as a construct a little bit is Mm -hmm. was has been created by the United States to bring down crime, bring down poverty, to help the economy and to fulfill this higher meaning that's going to make the country better as a whole mm-hmm. and by their what the government is saying that is happening that yeah. is the now there's only one night of violence there are less homeless people out on the streets there are less like low in or jobs what they say something about like jobs are better and oh and yeah because all the like workers that. are getting murdered so right right <laughs> so they blanket this as it's so great but as Mm -hmm. most things are it is disproportionately affecting people of color low-income people um homeless people because they do not have the means to protect themselves in this night and so the wealthy upper class people are very much benefiting from everything that's going on and not mm-hmm. having to see any repercussions of that. And so I do like the the idea of us following a family that fits into that mold. They are very yeah. privileged. They are very under the impression that the purge is working and is good for society. And I like that you have these different dynamics in the family because you have the son who is obviously not a fan of the purge Mm -hmm. you have the mom who's kind of like on the cusp she doesn't like it you can tell but she also is kind of just okay with the way that things are then you have the dad who's who is the most benefiting from the purge because he's Mm -hmm. making security systems for it and getting bank so he's like everything's great and then you have the daughter who's just like so privileged and just so so naive to everything that's happening in the world and all that is i like that that is the family that we're following because it kind of you you don't necessarily root for them in the same way that I think you root for future protagonists of this series. Yeah. However, <laughs> I still don't think they do a good job because you could have given this family better, just more. Like everything just feels so surface level and the things that they do, I get that they're meant to be kind of rich and naive and... On a, and they are those people that think, oh, it can never happen to me. But still, dumb to dumb, dumb, dumb. Like, what are these decisions <laughs> that we are making? And what it just takes so long for them to even have a switch. Like, it takes almost the movie is about over by the time that they're like, this is wrong. We shouldn't be doing this. And yeah. Am, am I supposed to be happy? I feel like <laughs> I feel like part of the the thing with the dad that bothered me was I feel like it took him way too long to to change his mind, and like mm-hmm. I don't understand why he changed his mind. They didn't set that up for me. I got it with the mom, and I got it with the son. The daughter, she I don't know what her issue was. Like yeah. I to this day will never know what Zoe was doing i don't think any of us will know <laughs> like, 
what she was She's doing. She's written so poorly. <laughs> Other than running around putting the life of her boy, boyfriend, her teenage boyfriend above her father. Well, not, um, not teenage, apparently, because he's older than her. That's why her dad disapproves of the relationship. I was like, how much older? Oh, oh, yeah, that's also true. Sorry, her young adult boyfriend <laughs> yeah. over over her father her, her um, recently got a mortgage th- boyfriend <laughs> <laughs> which maybe that's my like maybe that's the reason i couldn't connect with this family is like i just didn't deal with the life issues that this family is apparently dealing with because yeah. like y'all got some jerry springer drama <laughs> shit that i've never experienced in my life like yeah. i've never seen one of my siblings uh partners try and shoot our father so i don't know if that's the thing y'all are dealing with in the upper class if that's issues that y'all got to deal with on a daily basis maybe it just doesn't translate to my brain i apologize no it's not clicking for me either because (laughs) that whole thing with the boyfriend was actually is actually part probably my favorite part i like in the purge when characters you think that you can trust you can't you can't because that's why i also like this ending with the neighbors i think that that part is great because it's like you have this false sense of security but that's the thing about the purge is that you can't really trust anybody that day or that night and so i liked the thing with the boyfriend but yeah i hated the aftermath of it because it just felt so stupid zoe is like rushing to her boyfriend's aid and then just goes ghost ghosts her family for no reason the dad feels bad that he shot him i'm like he low-key tried to kill you just now yeah and cold blood in front of your wife and your son <laughs> like <laughs> you've protected your i just didn't understand the whole aftermath of that and i felt like it really took away with our strength or took away from our issue with the stranger yeah i agree with you and now with the with the stranger and like our house invaders our, our purgers we'll call them mm-hmm. um i do remember feeling going into this movie uh excited to see how that pans out because the the trailers for this movie did a great job of making the purgers seem very imposing and creepy like i like this idea that everybody for the most part likes to wear masks Mm -hmm. to like hide their identity and although i didn't necessarily connect with this family in the first film i do think it was a smart place to start i like that we are like you said starting with a upper class family which is as we learn later on in the franchise, one of the groups that is affected less Mm -hmm. than other groups. And then I also like that we are starting this in a society where the purge has already happened, where people have become accustomed to the purge. Um, It's not something that we have to experience for the first time in the first movie. I think starting directly in it is a smart choice. Because that influ- that allows for characters like the boyfriend to exist. People who have these pre-planned motives for purge night because they know the purge is coming. They know they got some baggage that they want to deal with and they can act accordingly. Mm-hmm. I, I think that in terms of starting a franchise off, the original purge does a decent job. Like it really does lay out the the building blocks for for what the purge I think becomes later on because I remember watching the first purge and not like hating it by any means but like thinking about the potential of where the series could go and like the different things that they could do with this idea yeah um because that's the exciting thing about this whole franchise to me is like the idea in itself of the purge is absolutely terrifying mm-hmm. like it is 
And I, honestly, as the years go on, it gets even more terrifying. But like, that's the draw is like, it's this thing that in a not too far off reality could happen. Mm-hmm. Um, following the logistics of that and like what people do with this concept, I think is what pulls a lot of people in. Yeah. And so having it be having it start with this um, group that's not typically affected in one solo location. So we don't have to like cover too much ground in one movie. I think it's smart. I think I think it's a smart little starting spot. I think especially after watching the other ones and then going back to this one, you probably mm-hmm. notice more issues than maybe when it first came out. And I will say I'm glad that they listened because I think what most people were upset about was you have all of this these breadcrumbs being laid out of what's happening out on the streets, but we didn't get to see what was out on the streets. Yeah, and they rectify that for the future ones, which is the best thing that they could have done because that's where the fun, the fun is the purgers and seeing our characters have to battle against that. And so, yeah, that is the best part of this movie is when the purgers finally show up and we finally start to have that back and forth. And mm-hmm. Yeah, they just weren't able to utilize that as much as they probably would have if they had a bigger budget and more time. So that's, you know, there's only so much you can do. Also, this movie is meant to take place in 2022, which, (laughs) hello. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, it's us. We're here. Um, But yeah. Thank God that we didn't get there. (laughs) Yeah. It's so funny, though, because especially in the prequel, it's so funny the technology and the stuff that they thought Thought we would have (laughs) yeah by that time not so much in this one this one's actually not like pretty based in reality as far as like their security system i was like yeah they could definitely get that if they were rich enough Mm -hmm. and stuff like that but yeah it's okay it's an okay one the purgers are cool it sets a good base for what the purgers can be and what they can do and we also get the stranger who becomes a little bit of a staple yeah and we also set up this idea, too, that um, going back a little bit to what I was saying before, that no one is safe. Like, we know that there are certain people and we find out later on that certain people are more targeted than others. But we do establish in this first film that everybody can get purged, uh, minus government officials at this time. Like, everyone is potentially on the chopping block. And I think that's an important thing to blanket everything over because otherwise it's going to be hard to keep the stakes up yeah Um, that's true although i feel like they kind of start to lead away from that as time goes on and it does start to seem like the rich are impenetrable as as this goes on but in this one yeah it feels like it feels like there's a possibility that if someone wanted to badly enough come and purge you they could especially because we find out the security system isn't as secure as he would like for it to be um and also it just depends on your decisions i think that's what this lies down as well is your decisions on the purge night can severely impact you because you would think oh it's such a nice thing to help this person in need but that's the thing that gets them caught up in this entire situation and so that's another thing that you start to dabble with as the series goes on is it's like, who's worth saving and should I even yeah. involve myself in helping this? Or do I just let this person get killed? Cause that's, I'm not going to stop this night from happening. So do I just yeah. kind of sit back and, and chill or do I insert myself to try and help someone? Mm-hmm. That moral dilemma is intriguing to watch. Yeah. And I almost, it almost for me feels like, 
the first movie serves as like the first movie serves as a proof of concept for the rest of the series. And then once they show that the concept could work and the amount of money that could be attached to these kind of movies, it allowed them the resources to tackle the grander scope of what the purge is supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Because like the moment you slip into the second movie, we, we jump all the way out. Like we go, we take to the streets in the second movie. Yeah. We get to a wide scope in the second movie, which yeah, this is the, this, the second movie, this is, this the one for me. This is the one I love the second one. And granted the second one was also the only purge movie that i've ever seen in theaters which maybe like okay. helped my experience but in i think i think same honestly oh, really? i think i've only seen the second one in theaters yeah okay it must have come out around <laughs> that time where we were like itching like, to go to the movie theater right? but but i also think that's because i remember the trailer for that second purge coming out and i was really excited to see that it was going to be about more than just one family in a house it was opening up the scope of it and i was really excited to see what the purge was legitimately about when you got out onto the streets and this movie is everything that i want in a purge movie like the second one to me is the exact right amount of the like action out on the streets we get to see all kinds of different purgers but also i like this group i like the group that we're with i like that Mm -hmm. it's different people from different they all kind of ended up out in the night for different reasons and have through a series of unfortunate events kind of round wound up together and ours kind of having to band together to survive this night and Mm -hmm. i feel like that's a in these movies I feel like I am always more drawn to the ones where it's like a bunch of people kind of end up together and have to work together to fight through than when you're just like following a specific person the whole time or like a group of people that already know each other. I always like group of ragtag (laughs) ragtag (laughs) kids that have to come together. I, I enjoy that. Yeah, I agree. Getting to get out of that house and meet multiple different groups and get different backstories and also different reasons to participate in the purge is fun. And I think that's what people were very were definitely thirsting for after the first purge. They're just like, this was pretty good. I think like the first purge got like decent um, reception overall. But like, I think when the second one came out, everyone was like, okay. Let's see the people. Let's see the streets. Let's see what's actually going on. Let's meet the people who are going out there. And I like that in the second movie, we start to establish kind of the purge formula where it's like, you know, you meet the groups, the purge happens, the groups meet up eventually, Mm -hmm. and then they fight for whatever cause they're fighting for at the end. Um, But even though it's a formula, I don't think it's necessarily bad that they start establishing a bit of... um, a through line for the movies because i think it keeps it grounded and it keeps the story moving forward because i will say these movies do like to meander a little bit with the visuals which work in some places don't work in others but there's definitely i think across the board for the purge movies some uh film padding of just you know people in masks and creepy images of the purgers doing purging things and (laughs) 
you know. doing their purging business. Yeah, because there's that one shot with our couple where they're just staring at that group of purgers for like 20 minutes. I They're yeah. staring at them for so long. And I'm like, please leave. Like, please <laughs> you're, stop looking at them. Like, just get in your car and go because they do like to show us. And that is half of the fun of these movies i think especially as they go along is it's kind of fun to see how the different people dress up and the masks that they use that is half of the fun so i understand why they really want to eat up the camera with that but at mm -hmm. times yeah it can feel a little bit too much it's, yeah because you're like okay i all right if, if this was <laughs> real life this would be a very long time of being just stared at also um one of the purgers gets unmasked later to reveal lakeith stanfield in this movie <laughs> <laughs> that had me shook <laughs> truly <laughs> but i mean i feel like if hollywood was going for like the poster boy image of what they thought like a purger would look like i get why they go the lakeith route but <laughs> It's still a surprise it's to see him young. pop up. <laughs> and he looks so young. Like when he pull, he has like such a baby face when he pulls the mask up. I was like, <laughs> it really shook me. But yeah, and, and I think especially because I feel like nowadays we most likely attribute Lakeith to being on the revolutionary side. So it's a little <laughs> yeah. funny that he's on the purging side instead. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that shit is funny. Uh, also, in the realm of funny things. What were Liz and Shane doing out at the grocery store an hour before the goddamn purge was about to happen? An hour before the commencement. You had you... to get snacks now. <laughs> it's only 12 hours. You had a whole year to plan for this shit. You really didn't take your grocery ship the day before? Come on now. And that is one thing that always bugged me about that's <laughs> like if I could give this movie a con, it's there. <laughs> kind of divine intervention to be out and about because i'm like as if they would stop at the grocery store an hour before the purge is supposed to commence and what mm -hmm. are they but like what are you guys getting a charcuterie only, board like it's I, 12 hours it's you'll 12 be fine. hours dude and i'm sure your sister already has food at her house like uh yeah that to me was always so strange because i'm like i get that <laughs> that feeling of being like oh i want to be comfortable and have all my snacks but n not now especially because mm -hmm. they have to drive through downtown and she says that downtown is like the prime purging area so i'm like yeah maybe don't be there so soon to the mm -hmm. purge <laughs> it's it's in my head it's ridiculous right but i'll i'll throw this in there devil's advocate a little bit is i think we have all seen now how society can change and be malleable with the times mm -hmm. and i i actually think now if the purge has been going on for a couple years it isn't too far-fetched to think that some people would be a little lax in their preparation yeah. like if they've survived three purges and they're like ah, oh, damn the purge is coming up again we forgot to go to the grocery store I could see that happening. Does that make it a smart choice? No, fuck no. Yeah. You're, you're dumb as hell for doing that. But, you know, seeing the way that people have reacted to the pandemic and like the shifting of like societal norms, I can see how someone could end up in this situation. 
doesn't make it any better that they got there though. right yeah and i'm sure that they're feeling maybe a little comfy it seems like they have like a purge kind of an annual purge thing that they do where it seems like they just go over to their sisters or his sisters mm -hmm. and i'm sure that it's pro she probably lives in a good area that's fairly well locked down so yeah maybe they just felt a little bit more comfortable cutting it a little close because i'm sure in i'm sure they did have ample time to get there had that situation not happened i'm just right. saying if it were me <laughs> i would have skedaddled i probably would have called off from work uh that day as well yeah why uh, aren't businesses even open on purge that's day that's what i'm saying <laughs> but again seeing how the world reacts to the <laughs> pandemic I'm actually not as surprised anymore that businesses would be open to the last second before the purge happened. Bro, you would, yeah, uh, I'll be damned if I'm working in a diner two hours before someone's going to be flamethrowing through the streets. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not, it's not. But that's another thing that's, that's kind of cool in this one is I think you want, you kind of get to see different viewpoints because i think for eva who is working at the diner and she is there on that day like they come from a lower income family they're really struggling i'm sure she can't afford to just not go to work because it's purge exactly. day she needs to be there she needs to kind of keep going with her life and she's gonna go into work the next day granted she survives the night it's just kind of the way that things are and then you have our couple who like i said it seems like they come from probably at lowest middle class they're maybe yeah. a little bit more in a better position to get through this sort of a night and then we have leo who also becomes a slightly reoccurring character, but this is our first time seeing him who is wanting to purge, which is cool because this is one of the few times in the series that we follow so heavily someone who was planning to purge. Mm -hmm. That was their only reason for being out that night was they were planning to purge. Now, granted, he is going to get revenge for something that happened, which I always think that those I said this kind of a little bit before, but yeah, I like the purge moments where it's people specifically going to people they know or like going to yeah. get revenge or something. Cause I just imagine that's just, his is a little bit different cause he knows this person, but they're a stranger at the same time. But like those yeah. people that get revenge on like family members or coworkers, I'm like, you can't, how did you just show up? How do you just keep living your life the next day? Like you didn't, murder Just your manager murder your yeah <laughs> like that's nuts but um yeah we we kind of get to see different viewpoints in this one which i think is really cool i also enjoy that although leo is kind of the headliner of the of a lot of these moments as far as he's the one who's really fighting back and who is yeah, he's a rambo yeah he is more trained and can is more prepared for this sort of a night i do like that our other characters have moments where even though they don't really know what they're doing they're like, I'm going to fight for my life. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to get it together. And I also like that we do kind of see the opposite of that where Eva really has like anxiety through this whole movie. She's like paralyzed with fear. And it kind of mm -hmm. takes this whole movie for her to 
like snap out of that and get through that. And I like yeah. seeing all these different ways of people dealing with the situation. Yeah, because going back again to the core concept here is like these are supposedly real people mm -hmm. and everybody is going to react to this situation differently. And so get it, showing us all the starting points for these characters, got characters like Eva who have to be out before the purge happens versus characters like Shane and Liz who chose to be out um, or even or even uh our sergeant rambo guy mm -hmm. uh going out and about like it's nice to see these different these different povs and then having them get mashed together in that group that you talked about earlier is part of the part of the purge fun that we as the movie go goers go to enjoy and what the second movie does outside of increasing the overall scope of the franchise is it introduced some of the underlying topics for later mm -hmm. movies which I do like. Like, I like that we introduced this idea that the government is sending people into these purges to increase the statistics and make it seem like the purge is a successful mm -hmm. thing because that sounds a lot like the U.S. government. Yeah, I'm like, what a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> the government's doing some sneaky shit. Well, and not only that, but they're specifically sending them to low-income areas because mm -hmm. that's part of it is they do really really want to target people of lower class and kind of just get them out and and say oh it was part of the purge but it yeah. is kind of a way for them to control that population and so yeah. yeah they're they're trying to make sure that these specific areas are targeted because they discover that rather than the assumption that the government has made is because of who these people are that they would just be the ones out in the street taking each other out, which is not what happens in these movies. They mm -hmm. that like a lot of them just are just trying to make it through the night. They're banding up for their commu community and trying to help each other out because they know that they're the main targets and they know that yeah. if they don't help each other, nobody will. And I think that was really not what the government was expecting. So they have to go in and yeah, kind of try and take them out under the guise of, oh, it was all just participants of the purge. What are you gonna do? But yeah, mm -hmm. we find out that a lot of this has been set up. A lot of them are being tracked. And also, we introduce this idea of rich people, a way for them to avoid being in like out on the streets during the pot, the purge, but for them to still indulge is yeah. that they will either buy poor sick people to come to their house and take them out which i will say mm -hmm. the first time i watched this that scene with the grandpa had me had me distraught I, yeah that is <laughs> i thought about that for like weeks that is a heart <laughs> that's a heart-wrenching scene and idea dude like it still gets me even to this day because you you know there would be families that would do that and you know yeah. that there would be old caring grandparents who would do that for their families and that's terrifying yeah. and that's so sad but it makes so much sense. Like, yeah, why would why would these rich, wealthy people risk their lives when they can just use their money to solve the problem and still get to enjoy this release that everyone keeps talking about yeah. over over these messages? Yeah, it's like, oh, why would we even need to go out if we can bring it to it's like bring it to us? It's like Grubhub for the purge. Yeah. <laughs> purge Grubhub. Oh no. Pur purge hub. But. Purge hub. <laughs> <laughs> but like 
And but we see that again too in a different way where we also see that they take people off the streets because that's what ends mm-hmm. up happening to our group and bring them in and kind of build their own hunting ground that they can use to once again fulfill and it's boosting their economy because they're paying money for the like paying hundred thousand two hundred thousand dollars to go in and just take all these people out it's a for-profit organization that they're running here yeah it's it's very it's it lays it's dark it's dude it's dark, dark. As fuck. it's dark but it lays the groundwork for what comes later in this series which i do yeah. like a lot in this is that they do lay things in previous movies that kind of come back whether it be in mm-hmm. a big or small way in future movies which i think is fun it kind of makes it so that you want to check out the whole series and yeah because we're like where where do they go from here? like where's this gonna go but at the same time i think they do it in a way where even if you haven't seen previous installments you could still hop in and not be confused it's like Mm -hmm. if you've seen them you'll get it like if you've seen the first one you'll recognize the stranger in this one but it doesn't change the story if you didn't no they're like little easter eggs that are fun for like continued watchers but you're right not necessary at all um, they also, I like that they establish as well in the second one that now at this point in the years of purging, we have an actual militia resistance mm-hmm. that is finding some success and fighting back against this. Because that is another natural occurrence of, I think, this concept is that eventually people would get fed up, the people who do not support this would get fed up and they would fight back. Mm-hmm. And I think that it is smart to get those people involved in the story as quickly as possible. Yeah. Yeah, definitely get them in there and yeah, show that there is resistance and that there are people who are putting themselves out there to push back against this because that's real. That would happen. There would be Mm -hmm. people who would be like, no, especially because it's like, okay, cool. It's crime is legal. Cool. Then I can fight back with no repercussions. Why wouldn't I? go out there and try and help people who don't have the means to fight for themselves. And that's mm-hmm. what we see with this resistance is that they go out and they find these big military like truckers that are going out. And then they also try and find like the rich parties that these like really big gatherings of people who are snatching people up, they try and target them so that they can take out as many people as they can on the purge night kind of dwindle their numbers down yeah because it's at that point is war it's war time yeah it's like okay and also too though because i'm like so they say so uh government officials over level 10 are immune so they can't be Mm -hmm. touched and then anything under a weapon four category is is legal. legal so i was looking it up earlier and i saw that flamethrowers are higher than a weapon for and yet there's a lot of people throwing flames in this one yeah i was thinking about that too and i just gotta imagine that at that point and after so many purges people just stop giving a fuck yeah. you know what i mean like who's really out there checking for that uh there's no police there are no government sanctioned officials as far as we know 
out and about during these purge times. So what you do during these 12 hours is essentially what you like, I don't yeah. know why they're even putting rules in <laughs> there I'm to saying. begin with. <laughs> I'm like, isn't this kind of irrelevant? Because who's checking for this? Like, who's going in and making sure these rules are being upheld? And also, I really don't think you guys would care. I, the only rule that, the only weapon that I could see them being like, yeah, definitely don't use this would be like a legit bomb. Because we yeah. see throughout this series that people make homemade ones, like homemade grenades mm-hmm. and like Molotov cocktails and what have you. But the, yeah, the only thing I could think is if they legitimately had like a huge bomb, because that would just take out way too much of the city. <laughs> yeah, they're like, no, no, no bombing buildings. Okay, no shooting the president, but everything else, you guys are cool. Yeah, like, everything else is fair game. Because how else we, yeah, what are like, we there's do? no one out there <laughs> regulating it. Yeah, like, no like, one's going to be like, hey, man, red card, you're using a flamethrower. Right. You can't do that. Right. Like, he would be lit on fire. What do you mean? <laughs> but we do see that they kind of track. They have ways of tracking throughout the city to kind of keep eyes on what is happening. Because we always see that they show footage from the purge. So we kind of get to see in this one how they keep track and keep tabs of people. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I yeah, I really like this one. I always feel bad when I watch this. I always feel bad for Leo because anytime this man even walks two steps away from the group, everyone's like, "Are you leaving us?" And I'm like, <laughs> he, this, he didn't he didn't like, sign up for this. <laughs> he has to babysit these four like people that he doesn't even know now. And anytime mm-hmm. he even sneezes in the opposite direction, Callie's like, "You really gonna leave us?" Jeez, <laughs> like, like this? I would. Why would you help us if you're just gonna leave us? I'm like, I wouldn't be complaining about him helping you if I were you. Like, we want to look at body counts here. Somebody is carrying the team. Not going. Yeah, is heavily carrying the team and has almost died multiple times times for it because you guys are the ones that asked him to go to your friend's apartment and my man's almost got shot up there. I man, there's something about the second movie that like it's not perfect by any means. Like there are there are things that I would change and like different cons that I may like pick at. But I felt like for an experience of what the purge was going for, the concept and idea that they were presenting, I really feel like the second movie at least nailed the scope. Yeah, it was like this is what the purge is, and I'd be like, yeah, I believe that. Mm-hmm. I believe that it looks something similar to this. Yeah, agreed. Second movie is what I love in a purge movie, and what I wanted in a purge movie. So yes, second movie is hits all the right notes for me, um, mm-hmm. and it's a good length, not too long, yeah. not too short. Now, granted, in every single one of these movies, I will say it once, so I have to say it again. There is so much that could be cut. Yeah. Like there are there are full like 30 second to minute long sequences of just people running. And it's like you show me a shot of them running once. I understand the concept that they are running. I do not need to see every <laughs> single corner that these yeah. people run past. Don't give it to me again. No, yeah, definitely. There could they could trim a lot of this fat to be to be fair. <laughs> um But in the grand scheme of purge movies, I agree with you. I think this one is more well paced. Yes. This one is delightful, which brings us into number three, which is election year. Mm -hmm. So what are your thoughts on election year? Bro, I hated election year. (laughs) I ain't going to mince words. I was I was shocked by how much I disliked election year. Okay, tell me Mm -hmm. why. 
it's it's purely i think from editing and movie making standpoints like there there's just so much extra fat and nonsense that doesn't need to be there Mm -hmm. that i think irritated me because i think the through line of election year i like a lot and i like the i like the idea that this time around people are so fed up with the purge that we have government officials actively trying to go against the purge i like that and then the fact that they even alter the purge because this person's doing so well to um stack odds against her and allow her to be a target i think that this is the kind of natural progression within this franchise that i'm looking for i think that part's great Mm -hmm. but i feel like outside of that there are so many shot like panning shots of purgers that we don't fucking need i feel like the acts of violence that we see in like just the purge in general took a step back from the second one. I did not enjoy our group as much mm-hmm. as the second movie, not because of personality, but I just don't think that they were written very well. And I feel like a lot of the conversations that they had and the dialogue that some of these characters had were very caricature and just artificial. And it's just, it was hard for me to give a shit yeah. about anything that was happening outside of wanting the senator to win the election. Like, that was the only part that I had any emotional stock in. Yeah, the purge election year is not... It's fine. It's one of those things where I enjoy some of the things that they did with the purgers in this one. I agree. There's a lot of time spent just kind of, like, showing people purging. Like, when we see the guillotine that I guess they bought from ye old depot <laughs> i was like okay and just set up in, in a, an alley in an with a spotlight on it like okay it's cool it's cool but it's cool it's cool and like yes i want to see creative purgers that's that's not my issue it's just like i feel like in the second one we get the idea we get the idea of purgers who don't actually kill people but they capture yeah. people for other people you know purgers that set up traps somewhere and like aren't actively like attacking but they are still purging in their own way i like the direction we're going there i just felt like the purgers in election year were just doing less interesting versions of what we already saw in the second it's, one yeah it what it is is it's in the second one the purgers are moments in time it feels very chaotic like we stumble upon the purgers basically at the same time as the characters do so it's like all of a sudden Mm -hmm. they're in a trap all of a sudden the purgers are in the subway all of a sudden like everything's just so fast and anytime anything happens with them it's because the characters are encountering them so we kind of are like experiencing those moments as if we're also running through the streets whereas in this one it's like we spend all of that time with um with laney driving through the streets in like slow motion and we're just watching for the purges. We're watching people just be purged in these crazy ways. And it feels a little bit more indulgent than it has in the past, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. It just feels like it slows down the pacing because I want it yeah. to be really quick and chaotic and frantic. And instead, it feels like, 
it feels like I'm walking through an art museum with different like performance pieces of people. Mm -hmm. And now I'm, (laughs) now I'm strapping a woman (laughs) to the hood of my car and I'm like, okay, very cool. But I think one of my favorite things in this one is this idea of tourists that come from out of town just specifically to come to America just to purge. And Mm -hmm. I also think that their costumes are some of the coolest that we get throughout the franchise. I love the like glow up uh, Statue of Liberty mask and stuff like that Mm -hmm. is cool. They're getting more, they're getting more creative with the outfits. I give them that. And the the costume design is definitely um, moving in the right direction. Mm -hmm. I don't fault them for that. Um, But even with that group who I was so excited for, um, just as a concept, when we got to that scene, it was so nonsensical. It was, we got nothing from it. The coolest thing was just the way that they looked. But yeah, it's like they run up and tase them, and then they're like, oh, we love America. And like, it just feels... We're gonna yeah, purge it is, in an, in an hour. Gonna, just wait until we finish this yeah, monologue. Yeah, because he like, he's like, we're gonna rip off your skin and wear it like a face, like Americans do. <laughs> it's just like, oh my gosh. Love you, America. America is the greatest country in the world. We will now purge. We will torture you and violate your flesh. Remove your skin and share in your blood. This is the American way. And then immediately get mowed down by two people who are just grocery store civilians. <laughs> yeah. And then and they take out a group of ten people undeterred. Like and I even it's like everything just goes, I think, a little bit to the ridiculous in this. Things start off cool mm-hmm. and then just get a little bit and then just get taken too far because even that bit with the the girls coming back to the store i i Mm -hmm. like that i like that whole thing i just feel like it gets like played out for way too long yeah too too long especially for like what we're going for with the payoff with like laney coming back which i think is cool and like i like that she takes them all out Mm -hmm. and one thing about the third movie that we start to feel in the second movie a little bit but I think really gets established in the third movie is the action movie portion of the purge. Cause I feel like this franchise in the first one really started to lean on the horror. Like they were house invasion, thriller horror. Mm-hmm. But I feel like as we move further into the series, they induce more elements of action into them. Like there's a lot more gunfights. There's a lot more person to person combat. There's a lot more moments of characters getting their, moment to shine and take out a group and et cetera, et cetera. And um, we'll actually talk about it a little bit more um, in later entries, because I think it gets used well in uh, later entries. Mm-hmm. But what I what what works about it to me is because the purge as a concept is so close to home and like close to reality, I do think it is important to have an element of fantasy with these movies. Otherwise, it just gets a little too real. It's hard to disconnect it from from our own reality, right? So it leaning into 
now every character can be an action star at any given point. I'm actually kind of okay with it Mm -hmm. because I think I need a little bit of silly ridiculousness to keep me not from feeling just like a sad ball of, of, of tears for the entire length of the movie. Um, I just think that this, I feel like election year was figuring the action portion out. I feel like they threw a lot more action into this one to figure out where it worked because I don't mm-hmm. think it works all the time. And yeah. I think it takes away from some of the heart of these purge movies. Cause like some of my favorite parts, for instance, talking about Laney is Laney is the inception of what Laney's doing. She is out on purge night with someone else looking to help people yeah. who need medical assistance. Like that is what she does during the purges. That's the shit I want to see. Yeah. I want to keep seeing what other people are doing during the purge that isn't just murder. We get right. it. People kill each other during the purge. We've seen that for two and a half movies now. I want to see the other shit. Yeah. And even with like or Joe and Marcus, I really liked their whole thing. And mm-hmm. I really liked Joe as a character and this idea that he pays insurance to keep his place safe and they keep raising the prices and he's like dude I can't pay for this anymore I have to protect this and then it feels like that gets thrown away really fast because all of a sudden it's like well now we need to go we'll rebuild it don't worry so I'm like well then what was the so we just sat on this roof and there was the whole thing of we need to protect it and now I get I like this idea that Joe is so Like, he's so behind the senator that he's willing to put his life on the line because he's like, she needs to win. She's the future. I really do like that idea. It just feels like I think this one suffers from feeling more disjointed story wise than the second one, because in the second one, I feel like it was a very straight and narrow story. Group of people get together. One of them is trying to get somewhere, but he has to make sure that these other people get safe. And although we get quite a lot of antagonists, it's kind of the same two throughout the whole yeah. movie. It's either the military or not the military, like the government people, or it's these other per- mercenaries. People. Mercenaries, yeah. yeah. And that's fine. And then in this one, it's like it's the girls, and then it's the tourists, and then it's the the um political people, and then it's a, a minister or or a, like the church guy. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. is the bad guy, and then it just feels like it ends. Like, <laughs> just and then all of a sudden, it's done. just done, and we find out that Charlie did win in the end. Mm-hmm. But I I think I think this one to me feels like it hits a lot of the same beats as the second one, just not as well. And then the other things that they added in were just a little disjointed for me. I honestly feel like this would have worked better as the fourth movie if they had done the prequel first Mm. and then done election year and put some space in between the second and this one because I just feel like they're so similar, especially because we have Frank Grillo again. And despite the fact that this is like, 20 years in the future he looks like he just stepped out of the second movie (laughs) he's the same exact age (laughs) that's true because uh uh, we didn't i don't think we established that before but um the first purge we said was 2022 yeah and then the second one was the next year so 2023 um both of those taking place in la but this one jumps to 2040 and is now in dc yeah so like there's both a time skip and a location change for this one 
But yeah, our, our homeboy looks like it happened just yesterday. Yeah, like he's drank from the fountain of youth and has just <laughs> been stuck in like this tuck everlasting stage <laughs> where he's the same age. But yeah, I think especially when you have the same character from that second one, it felt, although I think that Frank Grillo and Elizabeth Mitchell's chemistry is really, I like them playing off of each yeah, other. They were, they were a good pairing. I think the two of them are really awesome together. So I don't really mind following them. I just think that the way that everybody got together in this one wasn't as seamless to me. Mm -mm, and yeah. so I was like, okay, sure. Yeah, it felt it felt a little ex machina how they all found each other. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. It just felt like it almost felt like the purge 2.5 where it's like it, it was the purge <laughs> 2 again. But instead of focusing on the scale of the purge, we put an emphasis on the political backdrop of the purge, mm -hmm. which I think is important. I actually think for the grand scheme of things. Getting into the politics of it is important, and I think it honestly adds to the fourth movie when we get to it, um, which is why I hear what you're saying, but I'm kind of happy that things went the way that they did so that we had all that information going into the fourth one. Mm -hmm. But um, overall, yeah, I just felt like election year tread a lot of the same ground. We didn't get too much new outside of just learning a bit more about how the politics of these things worked. Mm -hmm. um, and also, although I liked the character of Joe, I just hated his dialogue so much. Oh, my God. It was so, like, it was it, that weird. When I say, like, characters sounded caricature-y, I'm talking about Joe. Joe did not sound like yeah. a black man. Joe sounded like what people presume a black man would an speak older, like. Yeah, an older and black then read it on paper. That That's what he sounded like to me. And I was like, I can't. Yeah. He did. And that's and especially when you get to the fourth one and like the three kings and all those characters, it's Joe just feels like so stilted almost. And mm -hmm. I'm not the, the actor does a good job with what he's given. It's just I'm I don't love the things that he has to say. And I also don't love the whole like crip like <laughs> yeah that whole the, sequence the, crip, the, the like crip uh thing where he's like don't uh we all have a past and all this and that's like what saves their life uh, yeah because how did he know that they were whatever it's it's not <laughs> it's fine but that yeah the when we by the time we get into the first purge i mm -hmm. think that the whole purge franchise as a whole its dialogue has never been its strongest point for me. I'm mm -hmm. never really checking for the dialogue because it's very on the nose. It's really expository. And a lot of times these characters are written very caricature, which mm -hmm. sometimes works and sometimes doesn't. I think it works better when you're dealing with like the rich, these idealizations of these like evil rich people, like what we get in the second movie. Like, mm -hmm. I don't mind when that's very, very on the nose because they're meaning to be. But yeah. with other characters like Joe, it's like, don't do that because that just puts a really bad taste <laughs> in my mouth. Yeah. But so by the time we get to the fourth one, I actually think that this movie does. It still has those moments of being very much. I have to say this to clue the audience into what's going on. But I actually think that they do a better job in this one 
Mm -hmm. um, with the dialogue, especially for the people, especially because this is like a hood film. This is a black film for sure. Mm -hmm. And so thankfully, the dialogue in this one is much more natural seeming than it than it was in the third one for our black characters. (laughs) (laughs) For real. And like, I think, I think kudos to uh, James for deciding to actually step back and not direct the first purge. Um, And he actually pulled in uh, Gerard McCurry to direct instead. Um, I'm going to assume because uh, James wanted the movie to feel more authentic to the audience that it's speaking to because yeah, it is definitely geared towards black people and man, do I think that was such a good choice because mm-hmm. the first purge shook, it shook me how different in tone and and how much more grounded it felt than election year because it yeah. really felt like a true like these felt like real people in a real situation mm-hmm. and I fucking love that like i love that these didn't feel like fake characters yeah i liked this one i the dude the soundtrack in this one slaps it slaps when when all right by kendrick lamar started playing at the end (laughs) i was like damn like they thought this through they knew they they had to do okay you got me but yeah this one i think is feels uh pretty authentic in a lot of the characterizations. That's mm-hmm. not to say that there are not some over-the-top moments because there are Dolores. I'm looking at you. You, mm-hmm. you were getting a little bit... They really started to play you up for laughter in parts that I didn't think that that fit. Not to say True. that I didn't like her character and not to say that she wasn't funny, but I'm sorry. In the middle of um, soldiers storming up into your apartment building with machine guns... I wouldn't be doing a stand-up set personally, but maybe <laughs> personally, that's just me. <laughs> it's true, and like I, I hear you, and you're you're right. I just enjoyed having a little bit of comedic relief in this one, be- yeah. Mostly because of what I was saying with election year, right? Where you need a little bit of fantasy, otherwise these movies become a bit too real. I felt like the first purge was so grounded that it became the scariest one to me because yeah. everything felt so close to life. Like watching the inception of how this idea came to be, how the initial first group of people reacted to the idea of a purge experiment and like who was going to participate in like the things that happened, especially with like getting to parts like the church and like all that yeah, stuff. That and especially with like real so world sad. events. Mm-hmm. It's so fucking sad. And some of this is so heavy because like what's shocking about the first purge is bringing it back to real people hurting other real people and what that looks like. And that it's brutal. It is yeah. hard to watch. Yeah. Um, it this one, I think it was honestly the best thing that they could have done to do a prequel prequel for this kind of a movie because it gives an ex, a reason for a it's it is fascinating to see the inception of the purge and exactly mm-hmm. how it kind of started its roots but also too i felt like it was so nice to have some characters that were unsure of what was going on because we've up to this point seen it where everyone already knows what the purge is what to expect 
it was cool to go back and see so many characters where they had no idea what they were in for. And so there was a lot of uncertainty for them. They didn't know if it was safe to go out. And at first it was, it wasn't that big of a deal. It was Mm -hmm. cool. It was, it makes total sense that a lot of these people did just start with some like petty crimes, having block parties, robbing Mm -hmm. ATMs, like just, you know, playing stupid pranks on people and like not having repercussions. It makes sense that that's where it would start until there was some push from the government to put things in a more violent manner. I liked seeing, because I think for a lot of people, I've seen a lot of, before this movie came out, I saw a lot of people who would make comments like, oh, if it was the purge, I would just go like rob a clothing store. I would go Mm -hmm. do this. I'd go grab jewelry. And it's like, yeah, that for a lot of people, I do think that's where their first thoughts would go. And we see that in this movie that especially for people in this area that a lot of them do jump to like robbing or or just kind of having a good time or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then things just take a turn. And from that moment on, it's just a free for all where nobody knows what, what what is happening like yeah, what is going, going on? on and what to expect so it's nice because our protagonists in this one aren't dumb for being out they no. literally just don't know what the f- fuck is going on like they, they <laughs> have no fucking clue and i love that again we're going back to the purge formula for this one still like we still follow this formula of like setting up the different people who are going to be involved like mm-hmm. getting them all into the purge having them meet up like we we still follow the same through line that the other ones do but because it's the first one because the characters like you said don't know what's happening it allows for some blissful ignorance like the isaiah character who is so heart-wrenching to watch that young kid go through the motions of getting into the purge because like you know he's dumb for going out there, but you can't you can't really blame him. Like you you understand that he's a troubled youth. He doesn't know. He's just trying to get some anger out, mm-hmm. and he goes out looking to prove himself or something like that. Like that kid exists. I yeah. know that kid exists, and like that's what's terrifying is knowing like that sort of kid would go out. The crazy dude who doesn't really hurt anybody, but lives in your you know, lives in your community that people are afraid of that they stray away from. Yeah, that Skeletor motherfucker would be out during the purge because he finally has oh, an yeah. excuse. That, granted, I do think in every purge movie, they have to have the Skeletor character, like mm-hmm. that one like crazy motherfucker who is like my my life, my soul and my heart all belong to the purge. Like mm-hmm. I think every movie kind of has that in their own in their own way. way. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's a far stretch to say that these people would exist in the same community. And I enjoyed that what this one did that the second one didn't do was showed us a little bit more of, like you said, the petty stuff or like the small stuff. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think so many people on the precipice of there's going to be 12 hours where you cannot get in trouble for anything. Yeah, they would just go party. Oh my god, yeah. And that party looked lit. That the party, party looked, looked so lit as fun. fun. Oh my god, I would have loved to be there before, you know, before everything went wrong. But yeah, with the beginning when everything was cool, I would have loved to be there. That looked great. <laughs> but yeah, it, the thing that I like about Skeletor though is like he's already 
a loose cannon. Yeah. And the purge just gave him an excuse. Like, mm-hmm. I like that we meet him before the purge starts, whereas normally we don't meet these villains until we're in the purge already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Skeletor is someone who everybody knows. Everybody is is kind of wary of him. And he has a violent streak. He has a violent tendency. And so people are already kind of on guard when he's around. But, of course... He is also a part of the community. So when people mm-hmm. see him uh, in during the purge, when he comes kind of comes around, like it's not totally out of the norm. But at the same time, he is the type of person who would gladly jump on this chance, not only because it's a re- what they call a release, but also they include the idea of there's monetary incentive, incentive for a lot of these people to a stay on staten island and not leave for the night like there's monetary gain to be made from that and extra to be made if you participate in the purge and a lot of people are like i need that which is why a lot of people don't leave even if they don't want to participate and why people are like okay cool sure yeah i'll participate whatever yeah i will say this is what i thought (laughs) this is when i was laughing because this one's supposed to take place in 2017 or 2016 and they have those contacts that are like uh-huh. <laughs> freaking ca- like video camera glow in the dark contacts and i was like as if we would even have, <laughs> those, have those then <laughs> but i mean granted it's like uh we're not there yeah, yet yeah. but i i actually love them because it gave an excuse for the neon yeah. aspect of the purge movies that we're so used to yeah, like cool. having everyone have these like glowing eyes and like knowing the reason behind it um i love that they fit in the costuming aesthetic into the actual plot mm-hmm. that i thought was like a nice little addition that i think past purge movies were missing and i think one of the reasons i enjoy this one so much is i do think that they took from the experience of making the previous three other purge movies they looked at what worked what didn't what people enjoyed and i think they honestly listened to a lot of the things that people were saying and included them into this movie because this one feels for me like the most succinct grounded just like uh Mm -hmm. purge movie where it got it hit all the notes i wanted it to hit um while still staying true to the franchise Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I liked this one. I thought it had a good pacing. I like that for the majority of this, our characters are on their own journeys. And it's not really until Mm -hmm. the end. Because really, this is like a Dimitri and Naya story. Like, those are our main characters. We get Marissa Tomei in this. (laughs) We get a little bit of the political side. But there are our main stories that keep weaving together and then mm-hmm. like leaving and then by the end they're back together and i liked that the like the the masks and even just the things yeah that the persians are doing you can tell that it's the 
everything's just very like thrown together kind of mm-hmm. bits bits and pieces of things that they put together and a lot of people don't really know what they're doing like they're just kind of doing yeah. weird shit like that person who pretends that he has a real gun and it's a water gun mm-hmm. it's like people are out just doing weird are those two older ladies in the, the, just blowing with up with the explosive stuffed, stuffed animals <laughs> what like it's just weird it's weird shit but it works so well in this movie because it's the first purge and yeah. people would do weird things like people they would. would just do weird shit because there are a lot of people who wish they could do weird shit and not murderous things but who just wish they could do weird things but it's like frowned upon or people those people that are having sex on a car it's just like weird yeah. little little things like that where you're like yeah i could yeah, I can see that happening. <laughs> um, 12 hours of lawlessness. Yeah, 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 why not? Yeah, why not? And so I love that aspect. I like that it ends in the apartment complex. This one, to me, out of all of the purges, I think hits me the hardest with the deaths because it's implied that there are a lot of families and like yeah. kids and just people just trying to survive the night who who don't really know what's going on and who were just like, yeah, yeah, stay on the island. Everything will be fine. And then all of a sudden these people are running through their apartments and just bat- bam rattering, bam rattering, <laughs> ram battering <laughs> their doors in and like mowing them down. That is that is crazy like that is insane and for so for some reason this one is like the saddest purge to me just for those little moments yeah because it's not like set up to be like purgers or like people who were just unfortunate enough to be left outside Mm -hmm. during this time it's like people just in their fucking homes dude people at church people just trying to exist being the targets like it's brutal and like that's where it's like it comes down to the like real people real family aspect that's mm-hmm. like that shit's so scary yeah and i i really personally enjoyed that they had dimitri step in as the leo role for this one and going back to what i was saying about the action movie standpoint of these purge of the purge franchise i like that we established that in election day so that Dimitri being this untouchable killing machine wasn't so far-fetched because we'd already seen it in the franchise with other characters. Um, So I was a-okay with watching this man just fight any group that he could go up against. And, like, still having moments of weakness. Mm -hmm. Like, there are still moments where, you know, he lost almost his entire gang pretty much by the end of it. But um, you still get to see this character go through and fight for what we think is justice because at this point we've established that this shit is this is sketch this Um, is not yeah i and i love his like fight sequence through the apartment complex the the choreography in this movie took a leap in quality just somebody who enjoys action movies i was a little shook by how good the choreo got it's great and yeah, I, I I think he's a really interesting character. I like him in Naya's relationship and their history yeah. with each other. And there's something interesting about him because he, in a way, is not doing right by his community because he is the one who is prescribing all of these drugs. And, yeah, and he's the kingpin. He's the kingpin of the community. But at the same time, 
he cares about the people there and he's willing yeah. to jump in and help and and protect them in the best way that he can. So he is a cool character because he's a, a conflicting character, but I like that he is consistent throughout. He, he's consistent. He makes yeah. sense from the beginning to the end. He still makes sense. It's the same with all these characters. I think a lot of their journeys make a ton of sense. They're not making these huge leaps and bounds to change who they are. They just are who they are. And that just gets solidified through the movie. And yeah. I, I like that. Um, I like the fighting. I like that it, the way it's choreographed and I like how brutal it is and that we get to see Dimitri and his friends do a lot of it. I will say my one con, I didn't like the like light strobe, how much of a oh, factor that, that was. It's just a lot yeah. of it at the end. It was kind of started to hurt my eyes and it, as cool as it was, it just, it's, it's hard to sit through that for a long time, at least mm -hmm. for me, but my eyes are also very sensitive. Um, <laughs> and then I also, I really enjoyed Skeletor. I do feel like his little pop back up to just die was not my favorite way for him to be taken out. Yeah, it wasn't my favorite way, but I kind of liked it in a sense where although he is an antagonist for most of us and for most of the characters, he's still part of this community. Yeah. And so them coming in and like killing everybody where in the housing complex where he lives it actually makes sense that he would walk up and be like, the fuck are y'all doing? Like, this is my purge place. But that's not why he he did it, because he wanted to kill Isaiah, and he was mad that they were trying to kill Isaiah. True. I just thought it was a little... I don't mind that, like, he came back. I just thought it was a mm -hmm. little silly that he was like, the brother and sister are mine! And, like, <laughs> started shooting them and then just immediately got shot. Because I had honestly forgotten about him until he came yeah, back in that same. moment. And I was like, Skeletor... <laughs> Okay, you know, you're right there. That was you're just right a there. little but, silly. But I did love his weapon thing. His, yeah, his, like, weapon, his, his weapon syringe choice. claws. I thought that was yeah. I wanted to see him use those again. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. That was, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. <laughs> but, like, even with characters like Skeletor and Dimitri, though, and, like, these characters not necessarily changing throughout the whole thing, what's interesting to see is how different people's lifestyles affect their survivability and their usefulness mm -hmm. during this time where naya gives dimitri so much shit about like you are a dangerous person that is doing harm to the community and like you hurt people that's what you do mm -hmm. and this is one of those instances where his ability to hurt people is very very useful yeah. um same thing with skeletor is he's a known for hurting people and being harmful where the purge is a place where people like them strive. Yeah. This is this is their time to shine. And so it makes sense that they would be these, you know, killing machines walking through and tearing people up because the most average everyday people, they just want to party and then maybe rob an ATM. That's about yeah. it. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're thriving in this environment. And yeah, mm -hmm. by the end, they say, this purge was a success. It was a success. <laughs> um, and so then we that leads us into the final film so far which is the purge forever which mm -hmm. picks up from where the it's eight years jump ahead in time but this would be following election and so where we had left election although charlie had won 
there were like riots and stuff from people who were pro purge. And so mm-hmm. now we're jumping back and we're seeing that the NFAA has come back into power. NFFA, the NFFA <laughs> have come yeah. back into power and the purge has been reinstated. Mm. And so that makes sense. Like that totally makes sense that that is a thing that would happen. It just kind of sucks that I feel like that even, even then that even makes election year almost feel even more useless. Because <laughs> it's like, uh, oh, Charlie's out. We don't hear anything from from her or anything. We didn't get to see any of her presidency. And the NFFA is back in power. <laughs> see, I think what's funny about that, though, is like it shouldn't make sense. It should not make sense. And it does. It makes mm-hmm. election year feel so not relevant. But. Going back to the parallels to society, we've seen firsthand what like different shifts in political power do for the grand scheme of things overall. And it's like, I feel like as most of us, you know, adult, like I think most people listening to this are, you know, adults or at least somewhat knowledgeable of what's happening in the world around them. We've seen different, um, we've seen different examples of change happening temporarily but then people going back to what they feel is right and comfortable with um so i don't personally think it's a big stretch to believe that in this fictional america the purge got ended but then people would want to reinstate it later on i could see that happening because like people will always be angry people will always be hateful no and so like it makes complete sense i i just think it's it almost feels like everything that happened in election year it's like, nullified because the, the forever purge we don't speak about that at all because we're picking up and it's already been back it yeah. would have been kind of interesting i think to see the pushback of getting rid of the purge and mm-hmm. like see that as a movie because the forever purge could have worked as a plot even if the purge was no longer ex- existing True. if people had gotten together and been like fuck it we're purging anyway this plot mm-hmm. still would have been totally viable i just thought yeah. it was interesting how it's like that big old fight we saw for Charlie, that was eight <laughs> years ago. <laughs> right. But yeah, no, it makes complete sense that the purge would come back in some way, state mm-hmm. or form. I just thought it was like, oh, okay, so we really, we really pushing that one to the wayside. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. And now I'm noticing a trend, I think, with the franchise where we're kind of like hitting all the different notes that we can. Like we started with a house invasion. We move on to like we, we take the streets as a little bit more action. We have a we have a political drama in there. We now got a hood flick in there as well. And now we got a cowboy movie. We got a Western version, which I think in the, in the realm of different groups that we would follow here. I think hitting up the South was an inevitable part Mm -hmm. of this franchise. And I'm glad that we actually got here because I think that this was um, a demographic that we hadn't gotten to see very much of, especially since, you know, the other movies taking place in like L.A. and D.C. Like we didn't get to see other parts of America. And I like that about this. Like This is a part that we hadn't seen yet. Yes, I like that's one thing I do like about this franchise is that we do hop around to different places because we've talked about this before is with big things happening. I think it's really easy to focus on L.A., New York, like these big places, because 
you think, oh, it's so populated. That's where the most things would happen. But I feel like it's so interesting to see other places. Now, Texas is still huge, a huge yeah. state. However, it's nice to jump to a different place. And it was cool like to jump to D.C. and be somewhere different. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, the we, the other side of this one is we are dealing with like immigration. This one, all of the movies are pretty racially motivated but this one really really touches on that idea of um racism and what's interesting about this one is we kind of get a mix of the first character the first movie's characters and then like the later movies characters because Mm -hmm. in this one one of our protagonists is Although, like, well, our our main family, they are, once again, on the higher side. They are upper class. Um, They, you know, benefit from having security and, and not really having to worry too much about the purge. Mm-hmm. They're maybe not as rich as our family that we saw at first, but they kind of fall into that same realm. And also, too, I think we have a character who... Like the family is a mix again. You have the wife who is much more understanding and you can kind of neither none of them like the purge. But mm-hmm. I think in regards to what's happening, you can tell that the wife is much more understanding that like the people that they work, the wife and her father-in-law are very understanding that the people that work for them, they are the ones that really kind of feel what happens with the purge and who are who are really not getting any benefits from it and then you have her husband who although he doesn't like the purge he's also like deaf he's racist (laughs) so it's like a weird mixture in this family because although this husband is like understanding that the purge sucks he is also not a great, he's not a good person in the sense that he's racist and he has people that work for him and he immediately doesn't like Juan just because he's Mexican. And yeah. that's like this really big dynamic between them. And then you have Juan and Adela who have immigrated into America and who are just trying to survive. And this is their very first purge. Yeah, their first purge. I also liked. I like that you had this family that who's been living in America and has done it however many times before. And then you have Juan and Adela who have never experienced this before. And yeah, it's like I, an interesting dynamic between them. It's a nice it's a nice mix. And they're taking some notes from the first purge, I think, and like how successful this idea of having characters who don't understand how this works being thrust into the purge because it's engaging to watch them have to navigate figure out and adapt to the situation in real time Mm -hmm. yeah and once again we get some characters who for the most part are pretty adept at handling this situation they all have some training that kind Mm -hmm. of prepares them to deal with Convenient yeah. arms training that everybody has. Yeah. You're like, all right, cool, cool, We're cool. Like, I, ex- I accept it. Like, okay, Look, sure. By per by purge five, I just assume everybody knows how to use a gun now. Like, that's just yeah. the universe that we've created. I assume everyone is a super soldier until told otherwise. Right. Not only that, but everybody has had a previous life as a 
sergeant in the military, <laughs> police officer, a cartel fighter. <laughs> Everyone's had some previous experience. But no, I thought like, I think that this is just makes sense as a progression for this franchise because you have to reach a point where you would have to say, well, what about those people who don't want to listen and mm -hmm. who are tired? Because the whole thing, the idea of the purge is, oh, yeah, we do it where there's this one night of violence so that everybody gets it out of their system and then they're done for the rest of the year. But it's like, well, but what about those people who get a taste of it and don't want to stop? Like we're yeah. just assuming they're going to not do it for the rest of the year. And yeah. we're finally getting to see that idea of those people who don't want to just have one taste and be good the rest of the year. They want this to be the world. They yeah. want this like you're to go offering on. This you're offering this to us as a solution for what we think is a problem. But as far as we're concerned, this problem still exists. Yeah. So like your solution isn't working. Yeah. And right. these people have also tasted life without the purge again. Like they, mm -hmm. these are most of the people who I think are participating in this forever purge are most likely people who were purging before and then had to go eight years of no purges. Like, you know, they pent up. Mm. mad like something bad you know <laughs> yeah and so i think this is just makes this is a natural progression for these series is you have to get to a point where you say well let's keep the purge going and mm -hmm. let's build off of that idea and i like that i i think that that is a cool concept because yeah they get through the night and they think everything's good to go and then we find out that no everything's not great and it's so how quickly everything devolves into chaos you really realize that they were not prepared for this kind of a react a reaction yeah. at all it's like they just thought everything's always going to be perfect and we're never going to get any backlash it's like nobody was prepared for any type of violence to go past 7 a.m. the mm -hmm. day after the purge, which is just a ridiculous mindset. But like the, I enjoyed this one. I think this one is the most action-y out of all of them. Like this one to me felt the most like an action movie because I think once they, they're on the move, it's mm -hmm. like, it's it's a lot of, it's a lot of running gun. It's a it's lot, a lot of, of running, gunfights, driving, there's, like there's shootouts of, in the desert. <laughs> yeah, there's not a lot of like horror at this one. I think like no. by the time we've reached it, reached here, we're far more into the action movie thriller genre than we are with where we kind of started, I think, yeah. with like the earlier purges. The ending of this one, <laughs> it felt like... There were 20 bad guys. They killed 20 bad guys. And then they panned over and there was still 15 bad guys left <laughs> to kill. And the whole ending just had me so... Because I was like, surely they've killed all of them by now. <laughs> they had to have. And they hadn't. Like, there was still 10 minutes left of a shootout. And, you know, that I think is my con for this one. Because, like... Overall, I didn't like dislike it by any means. I thought it was a fine addition into the series, actually. It's just now that we're so deep into the action movie stuff, it started it started to lose some of 
the franchise's magic for me. It's like yeah. I I now just kind of felt like I was watching a run of the mill action film with this big political undertone to it. Um, but I didn't feel like I got to spend enough time with like Juan and Adela overall. Like I yeah. enjoyed sorry, I enjoyed them as a couple and as a pairing, <laughs> but I felt like I didn't get enough time to get to grow with them. And then even even with the Tucker family, like we spent a lot of time with them. And yes, we got to see at least Dylan's journey from being total racist to, all right, you helped save my whole family. Maybe you're not that bad. Like a a tiny bit less racist. And I do think it's kind of ironic in a funny way that his daughter is born in Mexico. I do think that that's just kind of, you know, it's a cute little touch Mm -hmm. that the overall life irony I enjoy. But I think the the human aspect of the Purge movies is what got a little bit lost, I think, in this entry. We yeah. spent a lot of time on violence and guns, and I think not a lot of time on the human condition that is attached to what this whole franchise is exploring. Yeah, it was. And the thing that kind of bugged me about the Tuckers is... I feel like they tried to find a lot of the humanity for them through Cassidy being pregnant. And I hate that she is like so pregnant that she goes into labor yeah. like at the end of the movie. Because I'm like, we had the stakes are high enough. Why did mm-hmm. she have to be exactly 38 weeks by the time this started <laughs> happening and she has to go into labor right now? It just felt a little bit ridiculous but yeah i agree adela and juan to me are like the hearts of this story and i really really wanted to see more of them i really enjoyed tt as Mm -hmm. well i thought he was a great character i knew he was gonna die i was really annoyed like knowing that he was gonna die but i'm like of this group it makes he's most, the prime he's yeah. the most prime target honestly i'm honestly surprised the sister survived because i thought she was gonna die as well mm-hmm. um so when she didn't i was like okay cool because yeah. i liked i liked her as a character as well i i thought I, she was pretty cool i liked i liked dylan's dad i thought the dad yeah. was a very well written and rounded character um because like i think you put your own um preconceived notions on this entire family I do think, like, the more time you spend with them, you realize, oh, most of these are just about Dylan. Mm-hmm. Like, the rest of the family is actually pretty nice and well-rounded yeah. overall. They're the all the family, pretty decent people. The rest of the family is cool. It's, yeah, it's just Dylan who's like, oh, only white people should be with white people. And you're like, what the fuck? I wish that Dylan... <laughs> <laughs> I wish Dylan... The one thing I will say that I wish that they did with his character that I think would have improved upon is I wish that it was more of a surprise like i wish that he was more of a hidden racist and we didn't know that he was racist and then it was like a shock to us when it finally came out because we know he's racist from the beginning Mm -hmm. and as much as that is real to life i think that there are a lot more undercover racist and like microaggressive people in life than just outwardly and i want to see that more in movies because i think a lot of people think they don't exist because they're like well if they're racist they would just say outright they hate mexicans but i'm like no 
no that's not, that's not how it works <laughs> no most people kind of try and like uh you know hide it a little bit and i wish that he was that type of person where we're like rooting for him and we think he's this great guy and then out of nowhere he's like i think white people should only be with white people and then you're like you're like oh oh that makes a lot of sense and if we, yeah if we wondered more like why he hated juan like if it was a little bit more subtle and you're like okay did juan do something like there's no way he's not racist and then we found out later i feel like that would have been i would have liked that more because i'm like so then dylan's just as bad as all these other people who are like brownies like i'm like yeah that's dylan (laughs) yeah it's basically his character i yeah i agree i think there are different ways we could have tackled that i um one that pops in the top of my head is even i don't know how it would have worked out in the grand scheme of things but if when they had the confrontation with like the clearly racist uh group and like mm-hmm. the big bad guy it would have been interesting if they knew each other like dylan and that guy yeah. had like known each other and he's like what are you doing with them like come on like you know what side you're supposed to be on like some sort of some moment to really explore the ins and outs of of him as a character i think could have elevated it because I, I just, that's the part that disappointed me is like, I felt like a lot of character work got put to the side yeah. for the sake of action. And that sucks because the last entry, I think did a really good job of including both. Like we got good action, but we also got great characterization as well. And I wanted to see a lot of that in the forever purge yeah. and it's here there. It's there, here and there, but not nearly as much as I wanted. Yeah, and and I think, too, it would have made more sense to me if that was the case, because by no means is the rest of his family like that. And I have a, and I'm like, I, I it happens, it does happen. But I also kind of wanted a moment with him and Cassidy where she was kind of like maybe taken aback by it. Maybe it had like been building up throughout the years and he was like getting worse. Mm-hmm. But no, that never happened. She was just like, oh yeah. Yeah, you're kind of rude at dinner a little bit. Yeah, yeah, don't be mean. Like, go what? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta do a little bit more mean? than that to be a full-on yeah. ally there, Cassidy, and, but. And I mean, it. it I, I do think it makes sense that he doesn't have like a full turnaround. I think that would have been really cheesy if all of a sudden by the end he was like, ah, my brother won. Like, mm. I mean, but, I like, mean he, I, is, I, he is out here doing the full extent of his Spanish to thank Juan, but, you know. Yeah, what does he say? Muchas gracias. Muchas gracias, Juan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but i like that may that because he doesn't have a proper time to like really turn around mm-hmm. i mean i that that worked for me that was all i needed i'm glad it wasn't like a big like full house moment no, but, but um yeah i just thought they could have played it off better because at the moment this movie stands as like a pretty heavy heavy action movie with some purge undertones um Mm -hmm. and it's not bad by any means but it's also not like the best that this franchise has been that's true but that is all five mainstays Mm -hmm. of the purge or sorry the the purge cinematic universe or as erica dubs it the pcu which Mm -hmm. i love Uh, (laughs) um Now, before I, I think it'd be fun that to instead of doing our normal ratings to maybe do a ranking for these because I'm kind of curious which one 
mm-hmm. you enjoyed the most and least and vice versa. Mm-hmm. But before that, just out of curiosity, since we know that this series is ongoing, where do you kind of think they're going to take this? Bruh, I thought this was a final... This, to me, felt like a final installment. I literally... Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess they'll just have to look at the world in the recovery of what happened with the purge but i'm like surely the purge can't continue after this like yeah they wouldn't do it again so what are we doing what are we gonna do <laughs> i just I, don't really know where it could go <laughs> yeah i i kind of feel that i i too felt that this was going to be the conclusion conclusion to this um but if they're going forward i can only see them going like one of two ways which is either they do a whole movie about stopping the now purge war that's kind of happening in the states and like we tackle how that gets put to rest or they just go global with the purge which i can see them doing that from a franchise standpoint I really hope they don't go that route, though, because I don't think that that would make sense. Right. That the rest of the world would see what the purge did to America and think, yeah, maybe we should do that, too. Like, <laughs> Yeah, because the only way that I could see that making sense is if they continued on with that idea of people just kind of creating their own purge. And if people just in a different country were like, yeah, I want to do that. And decided mm-hmm. to just do it. But I don't see anybody else's government deciding to do a purge, considering that as we left it in the movie, the United States is literally on fire. <laughs> like every state is in flames. And so that's, uh, yeah, I guess that's where I'm unsure is I guess you yeah. could have a war, but it's, I, I wonder who we would follow because our stranger character is dead now. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe if they bring back like Frank Grillo or yeah, something which or previous I gotta, characters. I got to think they're going to at least try to. If it's if it stays contained in the in America, which I hope it does, um I got to imagine that we'll be seeing more Leo. Yeah, I kind of want them to bring back past characters. Like I'm honestly surprised they haven't brought back Callie yet, considering she mm. was only a teenager. She'd be like a the right age by this point in time to like yeah. be an adult kind of handling the purge, especially because she was so anti-purge, like mm-hmm. so for the resistance. I'd be interested to see where she's at in maybe, her life. Maybe it'll end up just being like a full-on legacy movie where it's just a bu- all the characters we've met through the franchise kind of banding together, which could be very cheesy <laughs> or could be very cathartic. Who's to yeah, say? Yeah, it could be the avengers of the pc <laughs> the avengers <laughs> of the pcu you know what it's the, time the pergenders <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay but all right all right let's go let's go ahead and rank our personal uh purge lists okay uh erica do you want to do you want to do your list first would you like me to give you my list how would you like to go okay why don't you go first with your list because i'm i keep flip-flopping my bottom and i'm still trying to figure it out (laughs) okay well i will start with say that the first purge it would definitely be number one on my list okay um what do you think would be your number one? Oh, my number one would be anarchy Anarchy? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I think that's fair. I think for me, Anarchy would be number two. I'd have Anarchy as my second. Okay. And then I'd have the first Purge as my second. Okay. 
And then I think after Anarchy, I would put the Forever Purge. The Forever Purge. Okay. I think I would put... See, this is the one I was... I keep flip-flopping between the Forever Purge and Election Year. Mm. I think I'm going to do... I think I'm going to do Election Year just because it feels more like a Purge movie to me. Okay. Which, interestingly enough, I think I would honestly put the original Purge as my fourth and put Election, election Year as my last. last one. Okay. And then I would put the Forever Purge as my fourth and the and the Purge as my last. Okay. Okay. Not bad. Not bad. So for me, I would say... The first Purge, followed by Purge Anarchy, then the Forever Purge, the original Purge, mm-hmm. and lastly, the uh, the election, the yeah. or Purge election year. <laughs> yeah, and then mine would be Anarchy, the first Purge, election year, Forever Purge, and the Purge. <laughs> okay. Okay, a little a little bit of variance, but mm-hmm. I think we kind of yeah. are enjoying our, the our same things twos. about the franchise. Yeah, yeah, our top twos are basically the same. Yeah, but I mean, all in all, I'm actually really happy that we ended up finally doing the purge to yeah. any kind of capacity. I know we've talked about it for a while, and we were trying to figure out the best way to do it. And I think this little sit down was a nice uh, look back at the franchise as a whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm super happy that we finally talked about it as well. And it was nice to go back and rewatch these because I will say The Purge isn't a movie that I think of like often going back and rewatching any of them. Mm-hmm. But it was fun to go back and check them out. And I was like, I could, I would definitely rewatch like the, especially my top two. I'm like, I would definitely check these out more often now that I've brushed up on them. Mm hmm. But yeah, that is the Purge franchise. And as usual, we want to know what you guys think of this series and also the way that you guys would rank these. So if you would like to let us know, you can always talk to us on our social media. We are homies of horror on everything. Or if you would like to email us, we are homies of horror at gmail.com. And if you want to talk a little bit more in depth about these, or just about horror in general, you can always talk to us in our Discord. The link for that is in our social media bios. Our Discord is where all of the homies hang out and chit-chat, so if that sounds like something you'd be into, then please stop by. Also, if you're listening to this the day that it comes out, which means on Monday, normally we would be streaming on Twitch tonight, but we will not be doing so this evening. We'll be taking this Monday off. We are in between games right now. Just finished up one and going to start a new one next Monday. So if you want to join us for the beginning of that game, then please come and stop by next time. But that leads us to our last little bit. If you are so inclined, we'd very much appreciate it. If you would leave us a rating or a review, you can do both on Apple Podcasts. The more ratings and reviews we get, the better. It recommends our shows to more listeners, and we like to hear what you guys are thinking. So if you have an Apple account and you haven't done that, we would love for you to. Or if you're listening on Spotify, super easy. Just go to our page, hit the stars underneath us to rate us. And once again, let us know how you're feeling about the show. But thank you guys for sitting through all of that, all of our purge thoughts. We hope that you guys (laughs) enjoyed it and we hope that you have a great rest of your week and we will be talking to you guys next time. Catch you next time, homies.
Bye.